Good morning. It's time to wake up, y'all. You're listening to the Armchair Quarterback Show. We're here weekdays, 8 a.m. Eastern, 7 Central to 10 a.m. Eastern, 9 Central. Available on Google Android, Apple iPhone, Facebook Live, and Periscope Twitter. Tap that Armchair Quarterbacks app. Take us anywhere you go. The Armchair Quarterback Show, your first choice for Southern Sports Talk. Good morning. I don't know much, but I know one thing. Uh, my name is Justin Waller, and welcome to the Armchair Quarterbacks. <laughs> <laughs> Hi, I'm Mac McGee. I don't know much, but I know thing. one thing. I hit the wrong button. I hit the one where when you call out sick or whatever, it's not introducing me. Introduce, introducing you so I don't look like a fool. Instead, I look like a fool today. So it just kind of flip flopped. You're listening Sorry, to dude. the arm. I did. That's my bad. I, I've got a whole thing going on here. I'll, I'll explain. You're listening to the armchair quarterbacks. Chief, what do you want to do tonight? Same thing we do every night. Try to take over the world. It's 106 miles to Chicago. We got a full tank of gas, half a pack of cigarettes. It's dark, and we're wearing sunglasses. Hit it. Armchair. Community Access Channel. He's the armchair quarterback. He's full of beer and he's full of snacks. The All-American Man. With a crew under his head. Yeah, the armchair yeah, quarterback. Howdy, hi. Top of the morning to you. Welcome to the Armchair Quarterback Radio Show. I'm Mac McGee sitting alongside Justin Waller. Justin, how the hell are you this morning, sir? I'm doing good, man. It's game day for the uh, National Predators. Uh, I'm I'm still a little bummed that I uh, can't be in uh, attendance, but uh, hey, hopefully uh, we get through that this month and uh, life surely get back to normal. But yeah, what a night! Uh, NHL opening day. I don't know how much you caught, but uh, it was exciting. And if you're looking for a little uh, reason to uh, get you into NHL. Uh, Drop some money on the overs today. We saw yesterday that uh, there's a lot of points scored and the uh, lack of no preseason games and uh, everything. has got uh, defenses and goaltending a little suspect to start out. So uh, a lot of five and a half overs right now. And uh, I'd be looking at some of those if you're looking for an interest into some of today's games. Yeah, I actually watched uh, the first two games of the doubleheader. I, I can't – it's just like the other – sports i can't stay up when the when, when the puck drops at 10 p.m i'm not staying up till 1 a.m to watch a, a sporting event in the middle of the week uh the uh it's it's weird well we'll get into that in a minute but i've noticed something weird about the nba uh tip-offs and i want to get your opinion on what you think might be going on so i watched the penguins and flyers that was my original i don't know much but i know one thing flyers look damn and good and they're exciting to watch I hit a parlay. I took the Flyers and the uh, Lightning on the money line, and so I just did that. This is a small one. I just wanted to have some some uh, skin in the game uh, as it was starting off. Then, of course, Florida State was playing North Carolina State last night. Had that on another TV, and I could quickly uh, switch my attention back over to the Tampa Bay game because Florida State blew the doors off of it. NC State. I'm starting to think that you know if you just play one game every three weeks stay sharp for the tournament like maybe we can ohio state our way into the final four you know you know maybe we don't have to play fresh maybe we don't have to play the first couple of rounds maybe they'll just say well you're good enough and the committees decide you're a final four team so away you go uh that's what i'm i'm thinking is the best way to get to the final four now you don't have to earn your way in you just do what ohio state did 
by the way, what jersey do you have on? Is that Predators? It's black. I've never seen. Uh, it's the navy blue. It's oh, the it's alternate navy blue. jersey. Okay. Okay. My bad. I, I thought it was black. I thought it was like some other team. In my opinion, the best jersey that uh, we have uh, was kind of what I hoped our alternate would be. Uh, but we get the, got the retro alternatives this year. So hopefully uh, there, there, there's still a blue alternative coming. But uh, yeah, I want to say this was back. Uh, I can't remember the years. It's been, it's been a decade ago. Longer. Uh. Uh, sorry, I'm trying to put the NFL divisional thing up there, and, and the the uh, phone's going cuckoo bus. And this morning, by the way, there, there's no sports flash because I can't load it into my app that I played off of. And I kept trying and trying this morning, and finally I got to where it was freezing up what we normally play all the other stuff. All I was like, it's not worth it, man. I was like, you know, I, I made the damn thing yesterday because I always always try to do it late at night when I get off work. I'll I'll, I'll come in the studio do a quick sports flash and away you go and have it ready in the morning and it just would not load and all it's it's i've had i've been having issues the last several weeks and it's bigger issues now so i don't know if i'm gonna have to reset i've been trying not to reset the damn thing because you know how many you know how many sound bites i got loaded in this damn thing so if i have to reset my my ipad that's gonna have to come essentially after the uh our our uh, shutdown for you know February, because I ain't got the time to go and load all that junk in again. I mean, it's gonna turn into an absolute nightmare. So there you go with that. By the way, speaking of that, real quick, uh, before we get back to talking sports, just want to let everyone know who uses the app. I'm shutting that thing down. Uh, there's a lot of reasons. I'll, I'll explain it to you off air, but uh, I'm shutting that down. So the only way to be able to to hear us is if you're in the market. Uh, you can hear us on CBS Sports Radio. They're going to pull the feed off of our YouTube. I didn't know they could realistically do that. They said it sounds fine. And so they're going to pull it off the YouTube. And that's really what we're trying to push people anyways is to watch our YouTube and not listen to the app anymore. So if, it, if, it, if that ticks off some people, I apologize. But it's for the greater good of the show. we we, we got to see the big picture of this. And the big picture is having more people on watching us on the YouTube app and whatnot. We don't get credit for when you listen to the, you know, the app. And so that's the, it, it's a, the long-term business decision that we're hoping pays off. So that's the last time I'll bring it up, but I, I just wanted to throw it out there. I know some people out there use it quite a bit. I see the numbers and I apologize, but uh, a lot of people have also told me that they can hear it just as well if they connect on the YouTube device. So I'm like, okay. All right. So anyways, uh, for, for whatever reason, he said that the sound quality is actually better with the stream from that. A couple of times they've had to stream it when we were doing Facebook Live. He said it's it's actually comes in clearer doing uh, the YouTube. I don't know if the YouTube, while you're listening to it, does, but where he goes to pull it down, it comes just as clear. He said, he said honestly, I can't tell the difference because he played around with it yesterday because I can't tell the difference in... That's all I need to know, and away we go. So we're going to be strictly YouTube, which you, by the way, tried to talk me into five years ago, and I was like, I didn't understand how to even get it, get us there. And, uh, of course, if Zoom would have been around and this capabilities, it would have made things a lot easier. But, you know, that's that's me, a day late and a dollar short, usually. Um, the, the other thing with opening night, real quick, is, uh, man, Tampa looks good. Philly looks like they are going to be a lot of fun to watch. I, you know, I don't know enough about it from a from a blind eye from it, 
but it, it's, it just appears that, that the Tampa's loaded, ready to go. Philly had Philly gave up some goals, right? I don't know if that's just opening night kind of stuff or if that's if that's typically what they're about. I do remember last year that they scored a lot, but as far as what would you think, like as far as the season goes, is is Philly a little more explosive this year, and maybe they're going to give up more goals, which I'm fine with because that just makes it more fun. Hockey to watch, right? What, uh, well, the goaltending will settle in. I mean, your, your, your lack of preseason and uh, extended camps really are going to set you back. You're going to have some rush. You're going to have to knock it off. But you got a short season, so you, you've got to figure these things out quick and fast. But uh, I saw complete offensive zone domination by the Flyers. I mean, they were like a cat toying with a mouse uh, for three periods. It was tied 3-3 with about 14 and a half to go in the third. And then tic-tac-toe it was it was six three i mean they put three goals on in a matter of i don't know two minutes it, it wasn't long they were just a, just an onslaught and they just they wore pittsburgh down in the defensive zone now it's first game of the season pittsburgh hasn't played either i don't know how much i, I expect pittsburgh to be competitive but i definitely think the flyers are going to be uh in the top crust of the east there i'm a little surprised there's not an nhl national game tonight on nbc sports I, I, I thought they'd have at least one with the second because there's a lot of teams playing tonight and i thought you'd have at least one because you dip man you got you got an nba game on but the college game is nothing there were three good matchups just that they've all been uh, canceled by the coronavirus every single one of them so there's there's realistically nothing to watch tonight if you, unless you're in the market of your team right and so um that's that surprised me a little bit that NBC Sports didn't try to push this at the beginning. You know, I I'm, I know they're not going to have games on every night, but I, I thought they would kind of do an onslaught at the beginning. But uh, I'm sure I'm sure that I, I looked at what they're showing instead, and it is not intriguing. So I was like, well, that can't be the reason why they're doing this. They can't. I forget. I don't even remember what the hell it was. It was so bad. It, it wasn't. It wasn't a sporting event. It was. It was some other nonsense. So, um, but anyways, uh, moving on from. From that, uh, Big Ben, they're saying he might retire. Are you buying that? No. I, I'm not. I don't, I don't think you, you, you like where you're at in, in this season. I mean, you, are, are you done now? In the Super Bowl, maybe you talk about it, but I don't, I don't think this team has what it takes to get there. Do you? Well, I know one thing. <laughs> if Big they're Ben walk, if Big Ben walks away, they they're going to be in some trouble. I feel like the team could definitely make a Super Bowl run next year. They you know they had great success this year. They just fell apart at the end. And I think a lot of that was the fact that they didn't have a running game. You can you can figure out a running game in the offseason. I mean, I this is probably a ploy to get some offensive line help or revamp it up and uh, an actual running game to help him out. Um, I think you've got to, if you're Big Ben, I think you got to at least make one more honest try. You know, he he is up there in age. And I don't expect him to play 20 years because he's a bigger guy. He's taking a lot of hits. He's realistically not in the best shape in the world, right? He, he, but he never has been. That's never been his game. But eventually, a guy that big taking the the hits, the, the target that he's been over his career, he's going to have to step away earlier than what a Drew Brees or Tom Brady stepping away, right? 
Um, I think he might have one good solid year back in him. He's he's under contract, by the way, through next season for ooh, $41.3 million cap hit if he's on the roster. He may not have a choice. <laughs> they yeah, might. Just, now we're talking a different story here. Um. <laughs> I just saw that flash up there. Uh, he receives a $15 million bonus on – the league day of uh, which 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 this this year is March nineteenth, and that just means that anyone that's on the roster on March nineteenth, those are where you get all your all your roster bonuses. Basically, mo most teams, if they're going to be cutting people, they're going to cut them before March nineteenth, because after that, you kind of lost. If that happens, maybe that's what uh, Kyle Trask needs to get into the uh, first round. So. I don't know how many mock drafts you've seen thrown out there yet, but uh, wow, it's amazing. Nobody has him drafted in the first two rounds. Uh, I'm not seeing him go in a lot of drafts. And uh, I'll tell you what, if I'm, I'm Pittsburgh, big man, Pittsburgh sounds like a great place for a, run, a quarterback woo. like Trask. I mean, sounds like the younger version of what you already have. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you're talking about if you can get Trask out there and get him, have him sit behind Big Ben for a year, because I'm sure they're going to bring Big Ben back. But Pittsburgh, yeah, that would be a great place for Trask because he's going to inherit a loaded group of weapons. You're talking about Claypool will only be a year in front of Trask, right? So uh, Deontay Johnson, I think this is only this was only like his third year. And, you know, Juju, he's uh, four or five, five years in. So you you got your wide receivers if you can keep them together monetarily that is a that is an outstanding core Kyle Trask would be there there's a lot of ways that Pittsburgh could go but drafting a quarterback I think I think the one thing they do know the lights at the end of the tunnel it's it's heading towards them they've got to get a quarterback because the one thing that we know from the years and years of us watching football Pittsburgh does not rebuild they expect to contend for the division and the AFC crown along with the Super Bowl every single season in some form or fashion. They've had a few down years. I've been watching football for about 40. A little older, a little longer than that. I don't want to admit it, but, you know, I would like to tell you 20, but then my stories wouldn't make sense. Uh <laughs> Because I actually watched Terry Bradshaw play at the end of his career. <laughs> They're like, oh, wait a minute, McGee, how old are you? Uh, so, uh, but from from when Bradshaw stepped away until I'd say it was about a five year period, they were not a good football team. They weren't. They were. I don't ever remember them being like the worst team in the league, but they were not a football good football team. They had uh, what was his name? Malone. Mark Malone was their quarterback, and he is. I don't know how to explain Mark Malone if you didn't watch him play, but he was um, Kerry Collins ish, uh, but maybe but never had the big year that you know the one big year Kerry Collins had with Tennessee. He he was at Kerry Collins all the other years, right? Where you're like, eh, we can find a way to win with them, but we better have a hell of a team around us. So my point is, Pittsburgh has always, in my mind, had a had a had a good quarterback situation, a good offensive situation, and then, of course, they always build through the defense. They rarely re-sign their defensive guys. That, that, that's one thing that's for sure. They usually just pedal them in and out, and they always rebuild through the defense. That's just the way they're, they're built. Um, they will probably spend the money to keep some of these offensive guys together. 
but the defense, they'll continue to build through the draft. So you get yourself a quarterback this year. Realistically, the rest of it, you can start focusing back on the offensive line and the entire defense. You don't have to – you don't need you – know, James Conner is a decent running back. He just has to have holes to hit, right? Benny Snell is a decent running back. He's got to have holes to hit, not to mention there, there will be free agents. But that that news yesterday when they were speculating on that because it was, it, it, it was the way that Mike Tomlin answered a question. I forget what it was word for word, but it, it, it brought into the fold of everyone going, whoa, I don't know about this. Well, I mean, you, you look at what's around the division just in the quarterbacks uh, that, that might filter your hand. I mean, you got Burrow, Jackson, and uh, Mayfield. So... You're going to keep pace and you want to have that Pittsburgh contend. You, you better have your contingency policy in place for uh, when Big Ben is done. Pittsburgh's Same thing for the running game. I mean, Connor, no, he's not a bad back when he's got wide open holes, but he's not a Chubb or a Dobbins either. Pittsburgh Steelers fans aren't going to like this. They're not going to like to hear this. But uh, even now, assuming that he comes back from injury, I don't believe that uh, Pittsburgh even has the third or second best quarterback in the division. I think they got the worst quarterback in the division. Because if I'm going into next year, assuming Burrow comes back from his injury and there's nothing, there's nothing Alex Smith about him going on, I would take Burrow. I would take Lamar Jackson, and I would take Baker Mayfield over over Big Ben. What I saw this year, Big Ben does look like he's deteriorating, even if he wants to come back. You've got to make a move to to bring in some youth and get ready to roll. And and hell, you never know. One more year on Big Ben, he you don't want to wish this on him. But last year, he missed the whole season essentially because of an injury. I think he wanted to come back and prove he could do it, and he looked really good for a while. But Father Time's going to catch up with you eventually. And I I just don't know how uh, how you know how else you you know you can get around that. Um, moving on from that, as, as we hit the first quarter, I always forget to do this. I got to get better at doing this. <laughs> Not having access to all my sounds earlier this morning really threw me off. Like, like you have a routine and you're like, uh, I didn't even start coffee. I was like, ah, what the hell is going on here? There's, there's a point where the thing was frozen. I couldn't access anything. We were about to come on with what's up, man. <laughs> <laughs> what what you know good <laughs> uh Kyrie Irving Kevin Durant they now welcome in James Harden I will tell you this I really thought I was going to wake up to New York radio this morning and I thought they would be excited whoa, 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 whoa. the exact opposite the fans up there dude there are guys up there that were calling in saying that they're done. They're not going to watch the Nets, and they've been Nets fans since, you know, forever, since as long before they ever came to Brooklyn, right? And then there's like, well, I'm not watching this team because of what Kyrie Irving's pulled over the last few weeks. I don't know how much of that you've caught, but he hasn't played, and he's been stating that he's uh, going through personal issues and can't get his mind right to play basketball because of the Capitol riots last Wednesday. Really, because the rest of America is going to work, okay? And you were going to work when 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 the rest of the damn country was burning to the ground last last uh, summer. So a lot of people are, are mad about that. And then the other thing is James Harden, the way he got there, 
he he kind of threw temper tantrums to get himself out of of Houston. It's kind of what Deshaun Watson's trying to do. I don't think it works in the NFL the way it works in the NBA because the NBA, if you don't have one guy happy and he's a superstar, it, it really handcuffs you and you'd rather get rid of him than have him sit there and make billions a day when, when you know when the guy's not going to you know it's a, I guess I guess Antonio Davis was the or Anthony Davis AD for uh, the the Lakers he was the first one to really sit there and say I'm just not going to play you're going to have to trade me and Harden came in and he first of all he took forever to get to camp and then once he got to camp he uh, went out to the strip clubs or wherever he went. They didn't have he didn't have the mask on, so he so he had to be quarantined after that. And then evidently he's been showing his ass in, in the locker room to the point where some of his teammates have called him out and said, you know, this guy's been disrespectful. I'm glad he's gone. These were the quotes last night. Uh, there, there's no love lost. Normally you get a big trade like that. The guys who were left are like, oh, this is gonna be tough, but you know we'll put the pieces together and we're gonna play. Our hardest. There, there was more of a see ya, and the the Nets gave up a haul. They gave up several first round draft picks over, over the next few years. Now we all know the in the NBA, there's a difference between a first round draft pick and a lottery pick, a high lottery pick. High lottery picks are gold. First round draft picks would be like the equate equation in the NFL of like a fifth round draft pick. There's really only about five to seven guys that get drafted every year that make big contributions contributions so all of that gets happened and then Levert gets traded from the nets uh because it's a three-team deal he goes to cleveland a lot of them are mad about that because this kid played his ass off in the in in the bubble he he he, he had an incredible he's a young kid and they feel like he was a young kid they could have built around what happened if people missed that? The main star that came from Indiana, Oladipo, which I think most, even the novice NBA fan has heard of Oladipo. He goes from Indiana to Houston. And so, but now, but now, but basically what you have is you got Kyrie Irving, who isn't showing up. You got <laughs> Kevin Durant, who's like, what the hell? And you've got James Harden coming in. He's showing up. He's showing about 40 pounds overweight. So, <laughs> Uh, there was a really funny meme out last night that, by the way, they said you, you're, you're 2021 Brooklyn Nets and there was normal pictures of Kyrie and normal picture of KD. And then the picture of Kevin Durant looked like someone had, had photoshopped, uh, a rerun with a beard <laughs> and like Eddie Lacey showing up to camp. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And they just squeezed him into a basketball uniform. It was funny as hell, man. I just, I fell, I fell the hell out on that, but I, I know you're a novice NBA fan. What say you on what uh, went down yesterday? Um, I'm crazy that one dude can get four first round picks, but uh, when you equate it to they don't equal out like NFL or major league, then uh, I, I guess I understand why he hauled that. Um, it's interesting because those are three diverse personalities i know that durant and harden played at oklahoma city if i'm not mistaken together and that seemed to go okay before harden got traded to houston but where does Kyrie move in this was this move made because that's are moving on from Kyrie? Kyrie's not coming back or are they going to force him into this and then how do those two that already have rapport he, he, he's the odd man out well oh. Kyrie doesn't play good odd man out does he 
How'd that work in Boston? Well, no, Kyrie and obviously KD and uh, and Harden will all be in the starting front court. Now, the one interesting thing about this is, so you've got the head case that is Kyrie, and he's just a nut, man. He he has pulled stunts like this his entire career. That's why when Boston finally got through his his contract, all of his Celtics fans were like, "Bye bye." I don't care what we get. It's it's better than you. Was it him or KD that in the offseason were saying they didn't have a head coach? But you know they were they were laying shade at uh, Nash there. That was was it Kyrie? It was Kyrie. KD's yeah. always been a pretty stand up guy. The one thing I'll say about KD is that he's always no matter where he's been he he caught a lot of heat because he left OKC to go chase a, a ring out at Golden State. But the one thing I'll say about KD, he's not mouthy. He's you know he goes out there. He's an elite player. He's he, you could argue he, he's even off the injury. He's the best player in the game. Uh, but the one thing that he is is he almost might be too quiet to be able to basically, excuse me, to basically tell these guys, would you shut the hell up and play basketball? You know, because because they kind of almost need this now. Because Kyrie is gonna. You, you just don't know what's going to happen, Kyrie. At the drop of a hat, the guy could walk out the door and say, I don't feel like playing right now. Uh, before this trade went down, and we know how Looney Tunes Stephen A. Smith could be, he actually wrote an article yesterday that said, Kyrie needs to retire because his head's not in basketball, that he was using this as an excuse, yada, yada, yada. So, of course, he doesn't want to retire because if he retires, he doesn't get his free money. I mean, he's not even getting fined by the team. If it were me, I would be like, dude, but they don't want to they don't want to piss off the pre-Madonnas. But if it were me, I'd be like, dude, kick rocks. Seriously, just kick rocks because we have no reason to believe that you're going to give us your all over the next four years, right? So, um that's that's where they're at in the in the big the biggest thing about this is so you bring those three together, Kyrie. Let's say you get Kyrie Irving to come back and then Kyrie Irving will come back. He's gonna be oh, it's gonna be fun to play again. He's I think the guy's bipolar. If I, if I were to guess, there's just something wrong with him where he just gets in these depression states and they last way too long. He needs actual psychiatric treatment. I would think. Um, yeah, I'm not an expert, but you look at this and you're like. Dude, how can you be this depressed all the time when you're making millions playing a kid's game, right? And you're in the biggest market in the world. You'd think you'd be just having a blast. I mean, an absolute blast. But let's say he gets back. Let's say KD stays healthy. Here's the other factor that no one's taking into consideration. James Harden's been a ball hog his whole damn career. So let him go through a stint where they're losing games together. And this jackass is chucking up 60, 60 shots a game. So the reason why him and Westbrook getting get along because Westbrook was a ball hog. And when they brought those two together in Houston, everyone was like, well, they do know there's only one basketball, right? That they're not going to let Houston play with two. So who's going to be mad each night? It's going to be one of them. And so... That's going to be the interesting thing. I think the best way to, to do this if you're coaching him, and I'm sure Nash is excited because he's like, I've got this talent, but he's not thinking the big picture. He's got to sit there and go, how do I keep these guys happy till the playoffs? Because essentially, more so in the NBA than I think the NHL, the playoffs are just in the way waiting to get to the I – mean, excuse me, the regular season just gets in the way of people's excitement to play in the playoffs. 
in the regular season, they know if they're pretty good, they're going to make the playoffs. And so they're just trying not to get hurt. I think what you might honestly have to do is you might have to rotate a situation where you don't see it very often that all three are, 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 are starting uh, on the same night. The load management that we always hear about, that might have to be how you keep this whole thing sane. Which is going to piss off everybody because like, why am I watching this team only two, two guys play at a time? But I think... I think there's going to be several times where you're going to see it. When they play like the Lakers and it's a big game, they'll probably put them all together. But when they're playing like the Charlotte Hornets, I think you're going to have to just rotate. Hey, why don't you take the night off tonight, man? Why don't you chill out? The problem is if you give Kyrie too much time off, then he gets too much lost in his own brain and he starts getting all depressed and stuff. And, you you know, you give him one night off, he might take nine. So you, you it's a dangerous game. They need a t- whole team of psychiatrists for this to to just follow this team around. <laughs> That's what's. And they're going to end the entourage too, because you can't let Harden have too long outside too. He he gets off, he might wind up maskless at another uh, cabaret. <laughs> well, that's the thing is it, it's not like you're bringing a team leader in here. It's not like, oh, thank God he's coming because we're going to really get this together now. Now we're getting the band back. No, it's going to get worse. It can only get worse from here. I guess for me, my takeaway and uh, just, I mean, you know how little I watch the sport. I've tr- I, I try to get into it and, and I'm trying this year, but now I'm hook, line, and sinker in on the nets. I just want to see the dysfunction. <laughs> Sign me up. I'm I'm involved. This is like a reality TV show. I mean, th- I mean, that's exactly what's what it's going to come down to. And uh, I I can't wait to roast marshmallows over the dumpster fire because Kyrie is not missed in Boston one bit. And there was no point. I think I'm sure you remember, but there was no point that I even considered giving a damn that they were losing him. We were wanting to get rid of him. So, and, and I, I I was fortunate in calling it, but when we brought in Kemba Walker, I was excited. Now he's injured right now, but he should be back here in about a, a few weeks. But I would much rather have a Kemba Walker in my locker room than a Kyrie Irving. Kyrie Irving is probably more talented. But Kemba Walker is a bulldog, and he'll go in there and he'll work, and it's a team atmosphere. And you could see it was like a cloud was lifted off the team last year. Like, oh, thank God we don't have to play with Kyrie and all these young kids, the Jalen Browns, the you know the Jason Tims. They took they they took their game to the next level. And you'll probably see that even more this year, just because they just got rid of this this cancer that eats at your locker room. And now you have to look at it. You're like, well, we got two more seasons till we get rid of this idiot. And they're locked in long term for uh, Harden. Just made Harden's going to end up signing an, an extension with them that will probably KD and Harden will be locked at the hip most likely for the foreseeable future. The thing about this, before we have to change gears, KD and Harden were teammates in OKC. Harden was traded to Houston right before OKC made their run. What I don't know about this, I'm sure it'll start coming out. How long? How well did they get along? So did KD say, hell yeah, bring him? Or did he say, oh, dude, seriously? <laughs> I came all here to Brooklyn to get away from these guys, and you're going to bring this idiot. So I'm thinking they might be close, so that might be a connection. They'll, there'll be a coup, and they'll just push old Irving out the door. Well, you've seen with Harden. That doesn't mean anything. I mean, him and Russ Brooks were friends. 
Amen to that. Uh, all right, we're, we're going to take a super quick break, and when we come back, team is, is joining us, and we'll get into the NFL playoffs. We'll be back in just about 90 here on the Armchair Quarterbacks. You're listening to CBS Sports Radio and, of course, YouTube Live. I can catch the moon in my hand. Don't you know who I am? The Armchair Quarterbacks Wake Up Show. The only name you need to remember in sports talk radio. Weekday mornings, 8 a.m. to 10 a.m. Eastern. On Facebook Live, CBS Sports Radio, and the Armchair Quarterbacks app. Hey, I'm gonna make it to The Medicare annual election period deadline is almost here. I'm Meredith Vieira, here with examples of people who started their search for coverage at MyHealthPolicy.com. Meet Larry. He likes doing things online, so he started at MyHealthPolicy.com. I took my time and found the coverage I was looking for, and done. Next is Mary. When she wanted answers, she picked up the phone. I wanted a local perspective on plans, so I called MyHealthPolicy.com and done. Switch to a better plan. And Michael. I met with a local licensed insurance agent face to face and done. Go to MyHealthPolicy.com to compare top rated Medicare Advantage plans in your area including zero dollar premium plans or call 1-800-GO-START. That's 1-800-GO-START. Meredith Vieira is a paid endorser. KF Agency operates MyHealthPolicy.com not connected with or endorsed by the U.S. government or the federal Medicare program. A licensed insurance agent may call. You get a whole lot of something with Farmer's Policy Perks. So much, I'm going to have to speed things up. You can get the Farmer's Signal app, and that could get you up to 15% off your auto policy. That's just for using the app and driving like the normal speed-limited hearing full-stop making lane-change signaling human being you are. Get a whole lot of something with Farmer's Policy Perks. Start with a quote by calling 1-800-FARMERS. We are farmers. Bum, 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 bum. Lift up your shirt, son. I need an adult. I need an adult. You're not a shoplifter. You're just a fat kid. <laughs> Sorry about that, fatty, fat, fatty. Hey, Tom, he's just a fat kid. Aren't you fatty? He's just a big old fat kid. Here's some chocolate, fat toe. Welcome back here to the Armchair Quarterbacks. Turn that down. Uh, joining us this morning, Mr. Timus Wooten, Sergeant Timus. How the hell are you, sir? I'm sorry, say that again. I had to turn you down because when we're we're at break, you were talking to someone. I was like, where's that coming from? (laughs) And you were dancing like you were at a bachelorette party. I didn't know where we were going here. I was like, wrong meeting, team. It's wrong meeting. Hey, eventually, Gloria Estefan was right. Eventually, the rhythm is going to get you, fellas. That's, That's not on me. Uh, What's the weather like up there in uh, Ohio? Old. Very, very cold. Cold and windy. And uh, I said cold, right? Yeah, cold. I bet you're not hearing a lot of that O-H-I-O. O-H-I-O. Um, no, I heard a lot of whimpering, but no O-H-I-O's this week that at all. Um, yeah, it's been radio silence on that front. The the Ohio State fans you have ran into, what kind of excuses have, you know have they given you so far? Um, a lot of them 
you know, before the game, of course, they're fans, so they're like, you know, woo But they, yeah, we kind of knew that was going to happen. A lot of them, they, it's not like they could say, oh, that one call cost us the game. No. Um, it, it, yeah, they're, they, uh, they're very sad, but I think a lot of them expected it. They didn't seem very surprised. <laughs> I know I wasn't. <laughs> I was not. No. I feel like that game. Was, I feel like that score could have been even worse. The one thing I did hear, they thought it was going to be. Um, By the way, breaking news no. is coming across. Uh, the Jaguars and Urban Meyer are finalizing the deal as we speak, so it's finally going to happen. Wonder what the hell is taking so long? Sworn to silence for like a week and finally. He had like, to see what it. the Chargers were offering. I mean, they've got a young quarterback in Herbert. I mean, he had options. Did you I say spoke with them as well? I just wonder if that, if did you say they they had to wait to see what the Chargers were offering, or did you say that he had to wait to see what charges were pending against him? <laughs> Probably both. Um, no, I mean I, I know he spoke to the Chargers, so I'm I'm sure he was just making a decision between. I mean, there, there's pros to both. Uh, I personally, if I was a coach, would take Jacksonville, but uh, everybody says uh, LA is great. Um, teach their own i guess yeah amen to that. oops does that mean must champ is joining as your defensive coordinator now um uh, i that's i don't know if he's defensive coordinator but from my understanding he's going to be on the actual uh on the on the roster um i don't know if he okay i know he had a lot of success in the, on the college level as a as a uh so that's pretty funny we, we might get a random call from someone who doesn't know who we are i'm i was trying to put our phone number in you get on youtube and i hit the wrong thread and i was like where is it at and I, evidently i put it on someone else's show somewhere <laughs> so, so I gonna call it. oh this is gonna be yeah. like that time we had that couch for sale yeah. and they tried to auction me off like a little fat talking picture in the background of you <laughs> i'll never forget that I still haven't gotten that money. Uh, <laughs> I wasn't worth much, apparently. <laughs> oh, man. Um, I'll that for a dollar. <laughs> Jaguars, Urban Meyer. I look, I, I, that's what, from my understanding, that's what was going to go down. Now, whether or not this could have been a part of the negotiation, you know, maybe they, maybe he sat down and they said, look, we want to give you a ridiculous amount of money for someone who's never coached in the National Football League. But you can't bring this guy and you can't bring that guy. So maybe that could have been a part of it. I don't. I really don't know. I, I don't know why Muschamp would not be able to coach defense in the in the NFL. It's. I could see your offense not working in the NFL, but would, I would think your defense, especially Muschamp's defense, I, I always felt like that that was something that that you know, they could translate well over into the NFL. If you bring in a guy from college that plays a lot of soft zones like they do in college normally for a lot of reasons that we won't get into at this point, but that's not going to work out in the NFL because these receivers are – man, when they make a cut, they make a cut. They don't kind of slow into it and then turn and then turn to the left. And you know, This isn't like us in the backyard. NFL receiver, he makes a cut, and, and at that point you're either with him or you have a torn ACL, but you don't, you don't play that soft zone junk. I, w I would think that he would do pretty good. My next question is, does Urban Meyer have Trevor Lawrence graded out as a number one quarterback? 
something tells me in my gut, Urban Meyer does not draft Trevor Lawrence. I don't see why he wouldn't, especially when you consider that, that you know that quote that I gave you a few days ago that he said I, he was the greatest quarterback he has ever seen in college football, and of course that pissed off so many Gator fans. Like, what about Team Debo? Like he he wasn't talking about who was a great RPO college quarterback. He was talking about the greatest college quarterback prospect. If everyone that wants to argue that, you're like, you know, you're right. You're probably right. Tim Tebow probably is a better quarterback than most people because, you know, today his team is in the NFL playoffs and he's making that run. And he's it's like, what are we arguing about? It's like, God bless. He wasn't. Me. I have I, I, I picked the Mets to go all the way for the Super Bowl. So I'm still backing my boy. You're, by, you're backing who? The Mets. You got me more confused than the. Yeah, Jesus. I really don't know what you're talking about because he's, he's currently not on the Mets roster, so I don't know what the hell you're talking about at this point. Oh well, he was when I left. I'm sorry. Uh, it's an outdated joke, I guess. Yeah, that's that's from about uh, five years ago. <laughs> I'm still trying to get McGee. If he ever hits a home run, he gets back to the major league for the Mets. Uh, McGee's going to buy a Mets jersey and wear it. A Tebow jersey at that. He's never going to do it. I, sh I should have made you do something on the on the other side because I told you it was never going to happen. I should have had you have to do something. You didn't think that out before you accepted. No, I just said, <laughs> I just, I, I just equivocally said, what are you, an idiot? He's never going to play in the, in the Major League Baseball. If he does, he's damn sure not going to do anything. And, they, and that's how that whole thing rolled into. And so I think I'm pretty safe on the, you know, what is he, like 60 I think you're now? safe now. He's like 16. He's gonna. He he might go out there and play uh, spring training. There, the, that's one of the things that people have talked about in the offseason is will the Mets bring him back? They would have to offer him a contract. So far, they have not. Uh, something tells me the new ownership and Cohen's going to be like, let's cut this nonsense out. Are, are we here to win? Or are we here to have a sideshow? Right. And especially with not having. If you do have fans, there won't be many in the stands this this spring. The reason why you did it was because he brought fans into the park originally down there in Port St. Lucie. But now it's like, eh. yeah, it, they're not going to have not. Any, whoever they allow it to. However many they allow to get into the park this year, they're not going to have a hard time selling those tickets. Because if they say you can only get two thousand in, we're all going to be like, damn, I want to go. I want to go to and. A it's not like the Mets are just staying asleep this offseason. You know, they've, they've done their due diligence, and they have people now, like Major League Baseball players, that they have signed that people want to see. So they don't need any help. I mean, maybe if their minor league team is struggling in attendance, maybe throw Tebow in there once in a while, but that's about the only reason, really. I don't think – I was just making a joke. I don't think he's ever going to play in the Major Leagues. I'd love it, but you know. Oh, I, I hope he does he for, for the socks, but we don't get everything we want. Why? I hope he, I hope he plays in. The, I hope Tebow plays in the major leagues, but he doesn't hit a home run in a Mets uniform. I hope he hits it somewhere else. And I'll be like, he has to do it. He has to hit the home run in the Mets uniform. Like, is what we need. To <laughs> does batting practice count? It's got to be a game. Uh well. You're done, buddy. Sorry. I tried to help you out, Waller. And I, when the bet was made, there was the possibility it could happen. And, you know, that went out the window. So there was a possibility I could have ran 4-4 four four and then fifth Oscar, grade happened. 
happening, but sure. Yeah. Let's go with that. Well, the, well, the other thing I would say is, uh, it doesn't count if he, if he hits it off the a Red Sox bullpen either. I want to make that caveat. <laughs> that thing's trash. <laughs> now you're just being hurtful for well, like no reason whatsoever. Oh, Not even nine o'clock. Oh, oh, there's a lot of reasons, buddy. I'm <laughs> <laughs> uh, trying to help you, man. Where are you at now? <laughs> Sorry, I can't get in the Red Sox fight with you. <laughs> Draw my lines. <laughs> um. Okay, let's go ahead and move on to, to the NFL playoffs as I know we're going to run out of time here. So we'll, we'll just go straight to the fast break because there's, there's not going to be time to, to uh, get into a couple of the other things. Fast break. He starts a fast break with plenty of room in front of him. Here they go again. It's showtime. Okay, uh, fast break here. We're just going to throw some topics out there. Yeah, Kansas City and Cleveland playing this weekend. My question to y'all. Justin, I'll start with you. Will we see 600 yards total uh, passing in this game on on Sunday between the two quarterbacks? No. 600, I don't think so. I mean, you, you'll probably get you 300-plus out of Mahomes, but uh, I don't think Baker, Baker's going to light up that secondary like uh, everybody anticipates. Timus, what say you? I agree with Waller. I, 600, that's a tall order for any game, but playoffs, nah, nah. I'm going to lean yes. Not by a whole lot, but I think, A, I think Mahomes is going to shred that, that that secondary, and then Baker Mayfield is going to be forced to have to try to play catch-up. And uh, unless, like, there's a major injury – now, I'm not thinking it's 300 versus 300. <laughs> I'm thinking it's more like, you know, 400 versus 200, you know, going up in there. Maybe a little bit higher or lower on the two because they're they're going to want to go in and use Chubb and Hunt, which is the next question, but how quick will they abandon it? And that's why the next question is, will Nick Chubb and Cream Hunt, and, and you know, remember Cream Hunt catches a lot out of the backfield too, Will they get over or under combined two and a half touchdowns? Justin, what say you? I'll go over. I mean, that's the only way they stay in the game. So I think you'll get three touchdowns between the backs. Uh, one will have two, and the other will have one. Uh, probably Hunt uh, will be your multi score if I'm going to go ahead and pick one. And it's for the reasons you say. I think he's going to have the opportunity to catch passes out of the backfield and uh, break one. Timus, what say you? I'll say three, and I'll flip-flop with Waller. I think it, if somebody gets two, I'm going to say it's Chubb. That guy is he's special. So I, they, could, they could do over on three. Okay, Baltimore-Buffalo. Will Lamar Jackson, now this is combined rushing, passing, does, you know, whatever. Will he exceed 300 and 33 yards passing and rushing combined on what's that game that game's on saturday night justin what say you that's a tough one since you're combining it i'm gonna say yes because i can see him throwing for 233 and rushing for 100 or 250 and 87 whatever that comes to so i'll go yeah i'll take that one that uh, he gets the 333 in total yards 
if if that happens, do they win or do they lose? In other words, is that a good sign or is that a bad sign? I think it's a bad sign. Timus, what say you? Uh, I think he could do the 333. I think the majority of it's going to be in the air. Um, I don't see him running all over the field like he did last week. It's a bad thing. If, if he's having to carry all the work, if he's having to get Marino about it and just carry the team, I, I don't know. I, that, now, what I, if that, he run, now, what if he runs for 311 yards and throws for 22? <laughs> no, that's probably, that's a good thing. That means that they dominated because yeah. the bills are yeah. going to make him pass or beat him with his arm. Uh, right. By the way, they are calling for snow Saturday night in Buffalo. That's that could be fun, and that would definitely diminish his chances of getting a hundred yards on the ground because it's going to be you know. I don't know, be- man, because when we watched Tennessee versus Green Bay a few weeks ago, granted, Green Bay's uh, sorry Tennessee's defense is 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 not what Buffalo is. Not that Buffalo is a defensive juggernaut, but you get to slip it and slide, and you you never know. I can't imagine it would be a a nightmare to go. Okay, I have to follow because I would think some they're going to be smart enough in Buffalo to have someone actually follow Lamar Jackson around as opposed to just let him run willy nilly by himself like Tennessee did. So you're set to spy Lamar Jackson. And oh, by the way, it's snowing outside. He knows where he's cutting. You don't. So you're reactionary out there. You know you're gonna be like. You're going to be looking like me coming in from the pool, slipping and sliding, trying to get a beer out of the fridge. You're going, whoa, whoa. <laughs> I just, that that could be a lot of fun for a lot of reasons. That could, you used to hear that, oh, the snow is terrible, da, 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 da. But that's before the pretty much the advancement of the forward pass over the last 20 years, right? Now it seems to happen that if it snows, you get these shootouts because the defensive backs can't, can't cut with the with the receivers, et cetera, et cetera. That could be a lot of fun. That next question leads into Josh Allen over or under three hundred and fifty yards passing, because with no Zach Moss, they're probably going to abandon the running game. What little one they had, will he get over three fifty? Because I think I, I think it's almost a given he's going to get three hundred. Justin, what say you? I uh, no. I don't think he does, and I think he will be the running game. I mean, he's going to be the replacement worked in there, and I think that keeps him from having to throw for three fifty. You see, Devontae Freeman got signed by the by the uh, by the Bills this week for their practice squad, which is interesting. I, I, I don't know if he's going to get elevated or not. Surprised they're still doing that. Uh, you saw in Green Bay they signed the uh, lineman from Indianapolis, and then he tests positive. And you know it, it hasn't taken anybody else, but he did practice with the team one day. Uh, but apparently, he must not have been in close contact. So uh, definitely one if you're uh, laying some skin on that to watch this week before you go all crazy on a landing on the Packers. Make sure they've got their offensive line because if they don't, then uh, yeah, Rams are going to have a field day. Well, don't worry, because in uh, what what is it Thursday? In six days, uh, COVID nineteen will be no more, so you know you don't have to worry about it. They will. That's just science. <laughs> so we ain't got to worry about the Super Bowl being delayed. That's awesome. Yeah, no, man, things are wide open. They're gonna act like old Sleepy Joe's got a magic wand. He's just it, it, it's over. It's 
because yeah, they're, they're already coming out with reports. Uh, was it yesterday or the day before saying that it may not be as uh, deadly as we once thought? Well, we the, the numbers have shown that for months, for months. And it, it may not be as uh, contagious as we once thought. Yeah we, yeah, we know this. That's how a guy can play football and and not give it to the rest of the team. I and love it. I love how ESPN ESPN uh, did this big thing the other day where they're saying they need to shut down the NBA because it's not like football. These guys are in close contact with each other the entire game, and they're touching the same ball and passing it. I'm like, wait a minute, that's what you think is going to go down? You think they're getting it from the ball? How do they think the quarterback gets the football, dude? I don't know how they think any of those guys block. Or fight off the block. <laughs> I mean, what are they you have to go? Oh, don't touch! No, don't, oh, ah, 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 you can't touch me. <laughs> That's why Derrick Henry's always running wide open and loose. <laughs> That's another reason we shouldn't have targeting. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Target. I'm surprised uh, targeting hasn't <laughs> hasn't been. Become some kind of federal offense because you're literally putting head to head, right? That's you know, you do you do that in a bar today, man? They're going to freak the hell out. Uh, where do we leave off at uh, Jamal? Okay, so Rams Green Bay. Everyone's talking about the showdown: Devontae Adams versus Jalen Ramsey. Probably the best cornerback in the NFL. Probably the best wide receiver in the NFL. I know we could. Debate for six hours about that. We'll just go ahead and say it is. I think Devontae Adams is going to get in the end zone. Does he get in twice or more? Justin, what say you? No. I still predict uh, Green Bay upset. So, in, in doing that, uh, I got the team wrong that's there right now. But uh, I'm going to say no. Teamus, what say you? No. No, you gotta play the the lamb. I'm I'm gonna play the Lambo card. No, I don't think so. You don't think he gets in twice? No. It's gonna if he does that they'll, they'll be talking about it for seventy two hours, right? The, <laughs> everyone else will be focusing on the next round. ESPN will be like, "Oh, can you believe this happened?" You're like, "Are you serious right now, dude?" Trevor Bauer just signed. Like, you, you know, can you talk about something else? Um. I really don't know. I think it's going to be a hell of a game, and I have not seen the weather report there. If it's snowy there, can 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 uh, Ramsey you know follow? I mean, my God, when when he played in snow last time, Devontae Adams looked like nobody could cover him. If you put Superman on him, he couldn't be covered. So I, I I'll be interested. I I am very excited about that matchup because I want to see that particular matchup. We talked about this before. I don't think you were on Teamus, but I wish for that game, and maybe they'll start doing this down the road. It would be really fun. You know how in the Masters, you'll you can go to channels that are just strictly I'm going to follow Lefty and mm -hmm. and right. Tiger today, right? I would yeah. love to have a camera that says I'm going to just follow and watch the 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 uh, the the Ramsey versus Adams matchup and just watch that all day long. I could watch that all day long. I mean, because you, know, you you could put it on a separate device and still see the real game. But it'd be great to just see these guys fight and technique all the way through. It'd be awesome. Uh, the next one in that game, Cam Akers has pretty much been the anchor for that for that running game recently. Of course, we know how great Adam Jones is. Uh, who gets more yards total? 
Jones or Akers? Justin, what say you? I think they both have abysmal numbers, but I'll go Jones. Timus? I don't have a good reason, but since he picked Jones, I'll pick Akers. I'm, I'm with Waller on this. Uh, regardless if it's snowing or whatever, it's cold in Wisconsin. Uh, I don't know. I, I'll, I'm going to pick Akers for no good reason at all. I do think whoever gets the most yards is going to win the game. Um, so I think the Rams are going to have to – they're going to have to – Make the effort to get Acres going. Uh well, here's my thing. There's one person we haven't even discussed yet, which is Aaron Rodgers. Right. You know, that factor, and a pretty big one actually. I I don't know. I I personally I think top to bottom, Green Bay is just a better team. So you gotta factor in. They have been more explosive. They're at home. I like all that. I will say one thing for for Rams fans out there. They've got the best defense in the NFL, and they're playing like it right now. But depending on what the weather is, can will that be showcased if it's snowing? Right, even if it's just a little bit, just enough to make it slippery. Uh, and then, and then the other big thing would be: so yes, Rodgers is greater than Golf, but Golf is yeah. doesn't has to. Golf doesn't has have to face the Rams' defense. That's a plus for him. And McVeigh. Versus Lafleur, this is what we want to see. We want to see what they can, what they can draw up and keep it. I think that game is going to be a little more electrifying than what people think. the The line right now is seven. I would be extremely hesitant to take Green Bay minus seven because, though I think they'll probably prevail. Man, the the Rams. I mean, Justin, you know, we talked about six weeks ago. They look like the best team in football. Then they kind of hit the injury bug and just weren't playing well. It's, it seems like they put it back together. It's going to be fun to watch. They do. And I mean, I just fall back on the old, you know, offense wins games, defense wins championships. I've been told that my entire life. You, you see it over and over these elite defenses. When you have these teams that have them, it really doesn't matter what the superstars are on the other side of the field. Those elite defenses can take over. And, uh, I think weather's the ultimate factor, like you alluded to, but, uh, if there's not, uh, any, wet precipitation on the ground i i, I give the rams a chance they'll get to rogers they'll get him flustered there'll be a turnover here or there um I, aaron just, donald the, is the guy that no one thinks yeah. about it's almost like he's become old news over two years but aaron donald is still the best offensive lineman in football is the game on saturday or sunday that one is on saturday it's the first one it's like the four o'clock eastern something like yeah, four, it's, four, uh, four there um it's going to be below freezing on Sunday, but it's supposed to snow in Green Bay on uh, Saturday. Okay. Well, if it, if it's not terrible, it's one thing. If it's a snowstorm like we saw versus Tennessee, it's, it's a totally different story. Uh, no. the, the the next one up before we have to run here to the break, uh, Brady, does he get over 300 yards passing against the Saints, Justin? Sure. Yeah. I think it's it's going to be hard to to beat a team three times, and I think Tom's going to air it out. Uh, so I'll, I'll go with with it, and he gets the first W this season against the Saints. Okay, and T was sure agreeing with that. Yeah, it's Tom Brady. Yeah. Does Alvin Kamara get over 150 yards total offense? 
Justin. <laughs> yeah. I mean, the dude can do whatever he wants. That's what he tells you he needs. That's what he's going to get. So, um, he might have four touchdowns with that too, Matt. <laughs> How was he ever our backup? That's my walk-up. I, Butch, can you please call in and explain that to me? How did you not see the talent in Alvin Kamara? I mean, can, can you just let me know? I can't even remember who was starting over him. Jalen Hurd. It back? was Mr. Football here in Tennessee. Yes. And that, Mr. Football here. And by the way, y'all, that's not to be confused with Jalen Hurts, the quarterback for the Eagles. This is Jalen Hurd. Who, yeah, he transferred out to Baylor and swapped out to wide receiver after the Butch Jones there. And uh, remember, we were hearing that he was going to be some 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 sleeper cell uh, stud in the draft. Yeah, and I, I haven't heard anything about him. I don't even know if he's in the league. He might be on a practice squad or something. I want to say he went to San Francisco, but I can't remember. But that's what kept Alvin Kamara from seeing the field all day. All right, brother. Uh, well, if that's your walk-off, I guess we'll see you for a football Friday tomorrow. Uh, enjoy it. We got uh, Joey uh, Ariola joining us right now. We're going to talk a little more football. We're going to get into baseball here in a second. We're going to take a quick break. When we come back, the Chicago White Sox are quickly becoming possibly the best team in the American League. We'll be back in a flash here on the Armchair Quarterbacks. You're very lucky that you're with somebody as resilient as Frank Reynolds. You tried to off yourself two times in the last 24 hours, Frank. Here in St. Augustine, Top Gun Supply is the friendly gun shop. Top Gun Supply stocks a wide range of firearms. They buy and sell used guns. Top Gun Supply at 525 State Road 16 in St. Augustine. The friendly gun shop. A proud sponsor of the Armchair Quarterbacks. Sing along with us. ACC football covered like no other here on the Armchair Quarterback. Against the blitz, touchdown Florida State. Rock Preston scores the touchdown, and now it's Bowden's decision, and he sends Mowry onto the field right away. Danny Cannell is the holder. Mowry ties it. This game is over. A 31-31 tie. A 31-31 tie. A deep throw by Lawrence. A lot of contact. Justin Ross broke free from it. He's down in the end zone. Touchdown, Clemson. Justin Ross, a freshman wide receiver. Big, rangy. And Trevor Lawrence knows, throw it up against that single coverage. Give him a chance to make a play on a 50-50 ball. If you're a fan of the ACC, pull up an armchair. You're home. Out there. Grab, grab, grab. You're listening to the Armchair Quarterback Show. We're here weekdays. Drive time? Find the Armchair Quarterback Show on Facebook today. If I leave here tomorrow. Fantasy Sports is back, and it's time to jump into DraftKings. Go to DraftKings today at DraftKings.com. Golf, NASCAR, soccer, you name it. And of course, Major League Baseball, basketball, hockey, and football are on the way. Go to DraftKings.com, listen to the armchair quarterbacks for DFS advice all year round.
You're riding morning shotgun with the Armchair Quarterbacks. We're here weekdays, streaming on the Armchair Quarterbacks app. Download it today. Your first choice for sports talk here on the First Coast. Listen in your office, in your car, or even your neighborhood bar. You can listen with your whole family. We're crab people now. We're crab people now? Yes. One more time around the sun, I take it, I run around this world rock and give it all I got. I live Welcome back here to the Armchair Quarterbacks. Listening to the uh, West Cook Band. You can find them uh, playing live down at uh, all up and down uh, Broadway, downtown Nashville. Every single, I, I want to say Wednesday through Saturdays, uh, Wes Cook, uh, find him on Facebook. He lets you know where he's playing a really good band to see live. And he's always in like, you, you know, that, that whole area with the Tootsies and Legends and all that. That's, that's where they play. Uh, good friend of the show for a long, long time. We wish them well. And hopefully they're, they're back to playing uh, with some decent capacity. That, they, that shutdown really hurt guys like, like them that were play live music for a living and they're you know they tried to do zoom shows and whatnot try to get donations but there's only so much you know that 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 can spurn as opposed to people hearing you live you're getting paid and you're getting tips and etc cetera, etc cetera. welcoming on to the show is mr joe Ariola. joe how we doing how I- we doing another great day uh unfortunately the uh colts and titans took their hits but uh we're still moving forward I didn't think. I thought we said we were never going to talk about that. I thought. I thought that was off the table. <laughs> I wish it was. It, it could be. <laughs> Is it September yet? I'm going I'm to start this thing all over again. Get me to the off season. <laughs> uh, hey, everybody. Y'all, y'all have got to be excited in Chicago. What's going on with the White Sox? They they go out and get the what 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 is believed to be the shutdown closer that they need now. Uh, what's the buzz in uh, Chi Town? I mean, it's it's hot right now on the South Side. I mean, the White Sox they added you know Lance Lynn a, bit, a little bit early. Uh, now they got obviously Liam Hendricks in the bullpen, and it kind of seems like everything is forming together nicely for this team. Obviously, with all the young hitting and uh, people they added last year, that lineup's growing. And then the starting rotation, I still think you might want to add a piece, but uh, you know, with the Bulls never being of course, the greatest, even though there's a little more buzz there. And the Blackhawks absolutely stink this year. Everyone's ready for some White Sox baseball after the Bears uh, said a lot of bad things yesterday and brought everyone back. So it, it's an exciting time for baseball. I hope we are able to get some fans. But, you know, in uh, our city, that's not going to be the easiest thing. Tavis, how excited are you that the uh, when people say the Sox this year, they're not going to be talking about the red ones? <laughs> Um, I didn't even know they still had uniforms on the, that other laundry. Uh, and look, I've been to several White Sox games. You got to buckle your chin strap just to go to one of those games. I mean, the security there is SWAT. So I'm not drinking their Kool-Aid just they have to, they got a lot of proving to do. Um, and I lived in Chicago five years unless it's. <laughs> Unless it says Cubbies on the front, not a lot of people pay attention. Maybe they're big, maybe they'll be good, maybe. Um, but they they got to prove it first to me. 
They're going to be uh, – Caesar Sportsbook has them as one of the favorites to win the AL pennant right now. So, I don't know if uh, – Come on. Come on. How could they <laughs> – Look, man, I know you were overseas all all year last year, but I'm telling you, some things happened. They made the playoffs last year. They probably should have gotten out of the first round. That was a collapse that they jumped out over the A's, and the A's came back and uh, got them. Um, but you know, a young team's going to do that. They're they're going to have you know have their bumps and bruises. MLB pennants right now. The Chicago White Sox. The only team that is a bigger favorite right now to win the pennant is the New York Yankees and the L.A. Dodgers in baseball. Wow. Okay. And I, and I mean, like, no, I mean, I give Timo's credit there. He is right on the point of, uh, you know, they have to prove it, obviously. Yes, they did make the playoffs last year, but they lost in the first round. Now it's about winning with the young nucleus. And, I mean, I think the future is bright, and I think now is bright. But at the same time, nothing is ever guaranteed. Obviously, all the pieces have to fall together. You have to stay pretty injury-free. Um, that To me, there's still a move away in the rotation there. But, I mean, I, I like the young. You get back a couple of young pitchers that were injured last year. Feet um, Kopech, they're you know uh, they're talking about, and then they still have young Dylan. Well, that's the goal. thing, Kopech, man. That guy is probably the best pitcher on your staff, and he didn't even play last year. Right, and I and I mean, there's that's an if there again. So I mean, it is right about proving yourself. At the same time, the talent is there. We just have to see it come together and actually stay on the field because, uh, as we know, obviously the more of the bright spots have been in the North Side in the last few years making the postseason, but. The White Sox have done a good job of rebuilding, and uh, it's prove it time now. We can see if they can go out there and win a, a playoff series, and and it will it lead to more. We'll see. To be determined. And it's great for Chicago because it is a very different city when the White Sox are good. I will say that it's like people Mets fans say about New York. It's a completely different city when the Mets are the team people are talking about instead of the Yankees. It rarely happens, but it's the same thing in Chicago. If you're not a Cubs fan. They just kind of pat you on the head and say that's adorable and move on, you know. But Chicago, it's a very different city when the White Sox are good. So it's good for baseball. It's great for that city. Um, it's one of the best cities in America. So good for them. Do I? I, I just think they, they have a little bit of proving to do. And, you know, if they do go to the playoffs and go deep, God bless them. Again, good for that. Who's the manager now over there on the south side? La Russa, baby. <laughs> Point oh eight, Larusa. <laughs> oh, crap! That and and you know what? The funny thing is, is um, you bring up a great point in asking that question because obviously, with a lot of you know, Tim Anderson was barking at first and oh, over Larusa. You know, first everyone, of all, that guy's an idiot. Okay, I, Tim Anderson. I mean, when he came <laughs> out and said baseball is boring and the guy played shortstop in the major leagues, I'm like, what the hell is wrong with you? It'd be no, a little and, more exciting if you played solid defense. And um, obviously, yeah, that no, there's I, I could understand, you know, both sides. Tim Anderson says some interesting comments, and then LaRusse obviously had a couple of things happen. But at the end of the day, LaRusse has the championship experience. Yes, I know he's older, but uh, you know, it's it's gonna be an interesting dynamic because Sox fans seem to be more out on La Russa and more in on the team. But as we all know, it starts with the manager. I know they don't play on the field, but 
it's got to come together and be cohesive. So be, that's an interesting dynamic. LaRusse is good. Let's, let's, you know, you can't bypass that exit. You may not like the guy. Um, he may keep, you know, cops busy in his off time, but it, he's got a um, championship pedigree as, as a resume. And, uh, I always liked him. Um, I, for, I had forgotten that they had signed him. I, I've forgotten that. So, you know, I'm sure the South Side's going to have a lot of fun, especially if they can get fans, fans are allowed in Comiskey or whatever it's called. It's always Comiskey to me. But um, if they can allow fans back in there, um, it's a beautiful stadium. Um, I, go, I went there every time the Sox would come to town. And uh, the good thing is you could walk up and get a front row seat back then because the White Sox were just horrible. But uh, it's – it's good for baseball when the White Sox are good. So God bless them. And we went and saw a game there. Uh, were they playing the Braves? Yeah. I don't remember why. We went and saw. Yeah, we went to the Braves game. Yeah, yeah. okay. Yeah, I, I thought I thought it was a nice stadium. Once you get inside, it it's just if you have to take the train to get there, you have to go. You know, you want to go during the daytime. <laughs> so yeah, that's all I'm saying. You know, what I'm saying yeah. might want to watch watch you back when you're getting off that freaking train. You know, what I'm saying. <laughs> no, I'm saying. <laughs> if the game starts at 7 p.m., yo, I, I was get... risking my life going to that game. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and yeah. then if I get shot, and if I get shot, then what happens? <laughs> yeah. Uh, I was wearing my military uniform just to get in the place. And uh, even then, I was still looking over my shoulder once I in a while. I like the little bar they had across. I say little. It was actually a huge yeah. sports bar. I like the little, yeah. uh, the, you know, the sports bar they had across the street. I don't remember what it was called, but, I mean, it it was nice at the time. I don't know yeah. if they burned it down last summer, but it, it, it was nice. That's uh, directly across the street. Have you been to many White Sox games? Joey? Oh, uh, uh, yes. Actually, a couple of my buddies have uh, White Sox season tickets, so obviously that helps me get to a moment. And I'm trying to – I go to that bar actually all the time with my buddies when we go down there. It's a nice little spot to have a couple of drinks before the game. I'm trying to actually think of the – name of the bar right now that is right across the street but uh it's a it's a, you know they don't have much around there it's not like no you know, i that's the only one i remember around there if i felt like you got off the train you dodged the bullets and the stabbings and then the bar was <laughs> right next to the stadium i don't remember anything else being around there unless they've built it's other almost things up. Connected, isn't it? it's almost connected yeah it's it, it is directly across the the street yeah, directly across the entrance yeah, yeah. just you know, get some liquid courage and run across the street so you can get into the stadium um, without, you know, getting got. Right, yeah. <laughs> so they, they have that one bar that's connected there, which is really nice because they have the inside and the outside. Then if you walk a couple blocks down, they have another uh, little one that they're they're still there, believe it or not. But uh, yeah, no, it's it's a good ballpark. They got good food, and hopefully, uh, it brings some success. Actually, I went to Boston for the first time last year to finally experience that whole thing, and uh, it was just so weird. The similarities I kind of found at Wrigley, just walking around the area. But uh, I went to there. one game at Wrigley when I was up there. I think you had to work, so for whatever reason, I I, I had to go by myself. And I remember being very unpopular because after a couple of beers in there, I was like, "I say, you know, you know, com compared to Comiskey, this place is a dump." <laughs> <laughs> and all these cusses, that's the history, and I, I, I was like, "I never do this is a dump." <laughs> oh like, my! 
It was. I felt like I was in a. I felt like I was in a, some time machine that wouldn't let me go see an actual stadium. And I also felt like that you know you you're one of the most watched teams in sports. Can we come out the hip a little bit and get me some comfortable chairs to sit in that damn place? Uh, Wrigley. Hey, I mean, I agree on this. Now, on the seating part, I agree, but uh, it's usually beautiful weather and a lot of beautiful women, so I'm always down for it being in my late 20s. That's all I got to say. Fair (laughs) enough. Now, I I understand the allure on the outside of, you know, know, Wrigleyville and whatnot. That I understood, but the actual stadium. (laughs) This is a no, dump. That's fair. I mean, it, it's it, they've done renovations over the years, especially with the. I didn't have home. that same feeling. I, I only took a tour to see a game, but I didn't have that same feeling when 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 I walked into uh uh the uh, Green Monster uh Fenway. Ben- I didn't have that same feeling. I was like, I was like, this is really cool. It's historic. Chicago's like, this is a dump, man. <laughs> and it probably didn't help that I was watching them play the Marlins. I do remember that the game was ridiculously high scoring. Uh, which was fun, but I was like, God, I'm in a dump watching the Marlins. What the hell's going on here? Man? I bet you were popular oh, that. Oh, baby. I, <laughs> I, I, I was the reason why a few years later, uh, Mayor Lightfoot got elected. <laughs> like, anything with this guy. <laughs> Get him out of here. Yeah. No. <laughs> <laughs> And another thing, it's one thirty in the afternoon. Why the hell ain't none of y'all at work? <laughs> oh man, uh, other things going on. So I found it interesting that Corey Kluber threw for scouts. Was it yesterday or the day before? And he's topping out at eighty-eight, eighty-nine miles an hour in his fastball. <sighs> I, uh, look, I me, know that he's got nasty stuff, and but that's concerning if you sign him to a deal. Anything more than just like a pitch instead of throw now? I mean, because, you know, CC changed his approach. He wasn't throwing in the high 90s anymore, and he did well. Is, is that what's happening? I'm asking. I didn't see him throw. Well, so. he got hurt last year, and it was a shoulder injury. So he's supposed to be healthy, but is he? Because it's funny now. I think back of a dynasty baseball league that I'm in, and one of the guys dropped him, and the other guy complained and said, "Why did he drop him?" It's Corey Kluber. I was like, "Well, now I can tell him, dude's throwing 88 miles an hour is a straight cheese. That's why he dropped him." I was like, "You don't want to keep that guy around on, on your on your bench." Uh, that's look. Someone's going to sign him. He's going to make a major league baseball team. We know that, but what can you expect if you do get him? So now all the all the Corey Kluber rumors, they're kind of a little less exciting if you hear your team linked to him. It's almost like hearing about, and though he played well in the preseason, he never he ended up shutting down because of a, of the, the worries of COVID. But Felix Hernandez, when he came to Atlanta last year, and everyone was like, yeah, it's Felix today and it's King Felix. And then you're like, eh. And, and I mean, when it, he it, throws it his fastball, it would be nice, but don't quit throwing the change up. Nah, dude, that, that's his fastball. Wait, what? <laughs> <laughs> and, I mean, it does get interesting with pitchers. You kind of see, you know, once they tail off, it seems to go into a downward spiral. Now, you have seen pitchers change their 
uh, you know, strategies before. I mean, just look at how successful Kyle Hendricks is with not too good of a fastball. He's always in the upper 80s, low 90s, but he's always been that way. So it is a little, if I'm one of these teams out there, even like the White Sox or anybody that feels they're at the end, maybe take a flyer, but I wouldn't be paying this guy um, anything, you know, insurmountable to get him on the team because it could end up being another surgery for away from a lot of wasted money. Anthony Swarzak and uh, uh, Steve Seashek uh, threw at that same deal. You notice the the signing yesterday. Pedro Baez went to the Houston Astros. So that we mentioned this the other day when the White Sox got their guy, that was going to start opening up the floodgates for the bullpen. And, and, I, and I think you'll see quite a bit of movement in the bullpen uh, this next week. And once you start doing that, then you're going to start seeing the starting pitchers, which there are a lot of one year deal guys that are going to be getting signed this year. Uh, and, and teams we've talked about Boston, they, they need to sign about four of them. Uh, yeah. <laughs> cause they, you can't roll out what you rolled out last year and expect anyone to be excited about that nonsense. Results were exactly what you can expect. If we do the same results will happen. I guess that it'll, wasn't a- it'll be Erod, Eovaldi, and then they got to fill up the rotation, right? Yeah. We won't see sale until late July. If we see them and if that's even if we're in it, um, they, I've heard all week now that the Red Sox are about to start dealing and dealing, wheeling and dealing. And now I'm starting to believe this Andrew Benintendi trade uh, that they've been talking about. Like you said the other day, well, lay it on us. What, what are you talking about? They, well, before they were like, well, can should the Red Sox trade Andrew Benintendi? And I, at first, none of us were like, no. I guess you. I guess this is the cliffhanger. <laughs> <laughs> Where's the climax? Uh, Stay tuned next week. <laughs> it's it's. Uh, that's all they're talking about. It looks like he will not be with the Red Sox come April. Um, what are they getting for him? Like, what's he being rumored into? Is what I'm saying. Um, pitching prospects. They're not saying any specific teams, really. Uh, the Marlins was what? one I They're going to get rid of him just to get rid of him? No, uh, they want pitching prospects. And uh, the Marlins was one. Prospects biggest... like this guy will be ready by 2024 or prospects like oh, he's going like to be in the bullpen, rotation? Bullpen help. Okay. Um, and yeah. By the way, Corey Kluber is being rumored for the Red Sox pretty heavily. Is 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 one of the the teams? I've, yeah, I've seen that. And stupid Puig's name came up again this week. But twenty five teams are linked to Kluber, so take that with with a grain of salt. Yeah, I didn't see that with Puig, unfortunately. Um, no. I don't. I don't want him in Boston. I, I just the guy's a mental just dumpster fire. I I don't want him in. But there, that name came up three or four times. Um, Puig would be a good addition for a team that's going to compete. I don't know how good he's going to be on a roster where there's a chance you could fall out of the race. What's he going to be like? Like, are you, he's going to go all Kyrie Irving on you and whatnot? I mean, like, you just, he, he, he's a little unstable. Yeah. That's, that's putting it mildly. Yeah. That's the polite way of saying it. We have till Friday tomorrow at one to set the arbitration thing with Devers. 
that was the other story coming out of Boston this week. Um, if they don't, then I guess it goes into arbitration. Is that the way it works? Um, if they don't sign him, if they don't get it straight by one o'clock on Friday, then they have to talk extension or whatever. I'm not arbitration. Yeah. So, well, the art, well, basically what that means is that you you should get an answer on what the arbitrate, because when you do the arbitration hearing, the, Hmm. so if it's not set by then, then they will have to pay whatever the arbitrator says. Right. So in other words, what they're trying to do is they're trying to possibly get a long-term contract put in, but they might just say to hell with it. We'll do because they're still going to have team control over, on, over X amount of years it has nothing to do with that. The reason why you try to get a deal done before the arbitration is maybe you think you can save a little money long-term if you, because the year that he had and has had, he's probably going to be pretty expensive if you don't get him uh, locked down on the arbitration. Yeah. Um, he, he can make errors, but he's 23 years old, you know. Um, but that boy can hit. And in Boston, that's usually enough. They're saying Jordan Zimmerman could be headed to Boston. <laughs> ah, crap. Is that, is that guy still in, in – is, is this as a pitcher or is this as a coach? Or what are we talking about here? Throwing a knuckleball now? What's happening? Jordan Zimmerman? God, what a waste I, of money that was for the Tigers. Might as well get Ryan Zimmerman at that point, too. Morano, <laughs> <laughs> while we're at it. Yeah. <laughs> hell, hell, hell uh, Jordan Michael. Michael Jordan's not doing anything. Get him to come on in. I mean, what the hell? I mean, that's just. Uh, they're also. Re- see, Wade LeBlanc, I'm seeing, could, could be headed to Boston. These are just stop gaps, so obviously n- none of these are going to be long term deals. No, these are band aids. These, yeah, it seems like fillers at the four or five spot where you sign them for like one year. Jordan Zimmerman's a band aid on a shotgun wound. <laughs> I mean, that's what that is, man. That's, <laughs> that's not going to stop the bleeding anymore. <laughs> just gonna, no. Um, just, all you're doing is getting yourself infected. <laughs> like, yeah. <laughs> God. I, I have, I have yet to hear that, but then again, I wasn't even sure he was still playing. So I, I'll, I'll tell you what, what surprises me. Marcus Simeon is not signed with anyone yet. And he's being rumored to Boston. That would, that would be a good get. Now I don't know what you'd have to pay for him. Cause he's got to be, I mean, in 2019, he, he you know, he's, he, he's one year removed from having an MVP caliber type season. Right. And whatever um, you did in 2020, you can't really. It was 60 games. It's just like it's hard to I, – I have to go off of what you did in 2019 and were you healthy or are you healthy now. Anything you did in 2020 is great if you had a great year, but I can't – I'm not going to give you a 10-year deal if that was the only year you were worth a damn because that's like, oh, okay. Yeah, but, yeah, I, I saw the Simeon article this morning. Um, I wouldn't hate it. I mean, I don't know if we if it would be is he looking for a long term deal? Is that his thing? Or I don't know a lot about him as far as is is he trying for the three or four year thing? I think I he's just, gotta be because he's at that age now where if he only signs a one year deal, he's probably looking at his oh man, am I ever gonna get a long term deal? Yeah, I just don't think Boston's interested in because he plays second, right? What's funny if you go on 
to uh, I flipped over to the MLB trade rumors. Every team you flip on now, the very first thing because they're all tagged into it. The very first uh, article you see is Corey Kluber threw yesterday because <laughs> they've got twenty five teams tagged into the damn thing. <laughs> it's like, so what you're saying is you don't know a damn thing. You don't know a thing. <laughs> and like you said, though, and Simeon, I mean, if he is, uh, you know, he could, like you said, second base, he also played shortstop. And in 19, he had 285 with 92 RBI. So, I mean, yeah, I mean, I, I agree. Boston's not probably in the position to give the big money, but this is a free agent out there. I mean, the hot stove has never gotten fully hot except for a couple teams here. And it could be a good addition for a team that's right on the brink, you know, that, that needs that extra player because he's pretty good at defense and his 19 number showed it. Like you said, it's hard to go off 2020 when he only hit 223, but I mean, his 19 numbers were there. They're all playing the waiting game. And I think what's going to happen is eventually here within the next week, it might be by the time the weekend ends, you're going to start seeing a lot of movement because eventually players are like, they're, they're going to hold their ages. Like, Look, man, I know I want a three or four year deal, but I kind of need to know where I'm playing. And so let's get something done and we'll worry about this next off season when you don't have the COVID lack of money hanging over every single club. Cause they didn't make no matter whatever, oh, they're millionaires. Blah, blah, blah. They didn't make any money last year. And this is a business at the end of the day, right? Like you can't, and I know it's our favorite teams and we like to sport our favorite, you know, shirts and hats and everything like that, but it's a business. If you didn't make any money, you're not excited about spending a lot of money this year. And they're still worried though. They're saying, do you expect 162 game season and a full spring training? That's great and all, but how many butts are going to be in those seats? And that's what concerns someone to go, let's go all in and go to Zuna back to Atlanta. Right, but, but when can I have all my fans back in Atlanta buying concessions and everything else? So that's the issue. Uh, we're coming up on the end of this segment. Uh, Timus, what's your walk-off, sir? Um, if you have yet to see the Tiger Woods uh, documentary on HBO Max, watch that. It's very good. The really? second part... About Friday, I mean Sunday. The first part was last Sunday. It's excellent so far. And uh, this is my last show for a month, guys. I'm headed up to Fort Meade. Uh, take care of yourself. God bless you. I'll see you guys in a month. We'll just see about that, buddy. We're going to be coming there sticking our cameras in your face. <laughs> what what you doing, Teams? <laughs> hey, Getting demoted, evidently. <laughs> I'm quarantined into a hotel room, I guess. They're just serving my country proudly from the hotel in Fort Meade. Yeah. All right. Times. Well, brother, uh, be safe and uh, stay stay safe because you're going to an area of the country. It's all kinds of COVID-y. Yeah. Yeah. And crazy right now. Or, all right, guys. Or if, if you get someone to sneeze in your mouth, we'll, we'll see you next week. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> stay safe. All right, we're going to be back in a flash here on the Armchair Quarterbacks, the National Football League playoffs. Let's get it. Let's go. Come on. It's time to time to talk about who's going to win and who's not going to win. I know one thing: the Tennessee Titans and the and the uh, Indianapolis Colts probably won't win this week, and we'll be back in just a couple of minutes. Now one more time. Hey, don't you want a washboard stomach and rock hard pecs? No, I want a flabby gut and saggy man breasts. Meet the Mets. 
Meet the Mets. Step right up and greet the Mets. The last segment of the Armchair Quarterbacks radio show and Facebook Live. We're talking baseball. We'll be talking pickups, trades, who's hot, who's not, sleepers and butts, how these players perform and what it means to their teams and what to look for. That's the Armchair Quarterbacks talking baseball. 9.30 Eastern, 8.30 Central, the last segment of the Armchair Quarterbacks app, radio show, and Facebook Live. The butcher and the baker and the people on the streets, where do they go? I'm a ball fan. I, I, I still think getting to the championship is a big deal. You're listening to the Armchair Quarterback Show. We're here weekdays. Drive time? Find the Armchair Quarterback Show on Facebook today. Do you love to shop for guns? We're also looking for friendly service? Well, the search is over. Top Gun Supply here in St. Augustine is the friendly gun shop. The staff is very knowledgeable. Frank and Kirk can answer whatever questions you may have and assist you with your AR build. They have a great selection of ammo at great prices. They also carry a full line of targets, cleaning supplies, Lucas Oil products, and firearm magazines. Top Gun Supply is a Glock Blue Label dealer for military and first responders. So what are you waiting for? Stop on by Top Gun Supply of St. Augustine, 525 State Road 16, here in the Westgate Plaza. Top Gun Supply, the friendly gun shop. You're listening to the Armchair Quarterbacks. We're here weekdays, 8 a.m. to 10 a.m. Eastern. Tap that Armchair Quarterback app. Take us anywhere you go. Fantasy Sports is back, and it's time to jump into DraftKings. Go to DraftKings today at DraftKings.com. Golf, NASCAR, soccer, you name it. And, of course, Major League Baseball, basketball, hockey, and football are on the way. Go to DraftKings.com. Listen to the Armchair Quarterbacks for DFS advice all year round. You're listening to the Armchair Quarterbacks. We are Armchair Quarterbacks on Facebook. Find us today. Cruel wizard versus nerd. I'll strike you down with my spell. No, science is the answer. Welcome back here to the Armchair Quarterbacks. Hit you up with what's happening here on uh, Thursday morning. Uh, we got some games tonight, Islanders and Rangers. All these are 7 Eastern. Islander, Islanders and Rangers. Caps play the Sabres. Bruins. I wrote that down wrong. Canes uh, and the Red Wings play at 8 o'clock. You've got Columbus up against the Nashville Predators. The Flames versus the Jets. And at 9 o'clock Eastern, Canucks versus the Oilers. Stars versus the Coyotes. Wild versus Kings. And Ducks versus Golden Knights. Stars versus Panthers were uh, postponed uh, because of COVID. And tonight on TNT, 7 o'clock, the Heat. The Heat play the... uh, 76ers at 7 o'clock Eastern. And at 10 o'clock, you get the Warriors versus the Nuggets if you dare to stay up that late. 
Uh, we're rolling back here on the armchair quarterbacks. And uh, let's go ahead and get into the... Uh... There we go. I, think, I don't know why that thing was so jacked up. Um, go ahead and kill that tunes. And uh, Joey's with us here. And we're going to get into the NFL playoffs because... Four get, first of all, how, how much how much fun was last weekend? Oh, I mean, you know, although my team did lose, obviously, what a game that was. Um, you know, are the, you blaming the coaching for that the coaching decisions for that loss? Now, see, here's the thing: I understand the people who haven't watched a lot of the Colts football this year because they're not on national TV a lot. Um, you know, would probably say that Frank Reich can probably made a couple of questionable decisions, but here's my thing. We have been aggressive at this point all season long. And for the most part, has it worked out? Did it work out on Saturday? No, but that Pittman play at the back of the end zone, it was the perfect play call. He was wide open. A little pressure came and it was just off the fingertips. And then we had a missed field goal within the 22. So in hindsight, it looks like a bad, bad play call. We left points on the table. But I never mind Frank Reich being aggressive, and I think in this type of football league, when you're playing the Josh Allen's of the world, you need to try and get touchdowns and not field goals, and I think that was the goal trying to be accomplished. Now, did it work? No, we came up short, so it looks bad, but I'll never blame, blame uh, an NFL coach in this era against some, I mean, Josh Allen, that 40-yard throw where he threw it down the sidelines, I thought he was throwing it out of bounds. The guy's just magical, so kudos to them. They get to move on. We fought him hard, and we'll see what happens. I still say he kicked that field goal, and I was saying it then. This wasn't like, you know, even though the name of our our show is Armchair Quarterbacks, I wasn't Monday quarterbacking it. Right? It was during the during the like, what in the hell is he doing? You you're up ten to seven. You kick that field goal because here's the thing: I don't kill him if it's fourth and goal on the one. It is on the four, which means a lot of moving parts have to work. And if it doesn't work on that play, you come up with zilch. And so they don't get the play right. And yes, he was open, but it wasn't like he was wide open. He There, there was coverage on him. You were going to have to do a touch pass over the safety's head. So there. So with that being said, and you know that's the play you're going to, that's not a gimme play. That's not a game. That's not a play that we've been holding on for this. This guy's going to be wide open. I, I would have said I was wrong if, if they snapped the ball and, like, for whatever reason – uh, tackle eligibles wide open in the end zone, just stand there doing a fair catch. I'm like, all right, fair enough. But I kick the field goal. I go up 13 to seven. And then that way, when, when Josh Allen did what he did and he, he went, took the, took the team down the field to go up 14 to 10, it would be 14, 13. It's essentially a tie ball game at the half. And it's, it's not as devastating. No, and I mean, I, I can't argue that I see um, your side of the things, which more people do very uh, clearly. And it is a four-yard line, you are right, it is tough. If you're at the one or two, it opens up a lot more options because you know you can run the ball. On the four-yard line, it's you know not the easiest to run the ball in that situation. Yes, you could, but you really look like an idiot if you run the ball there and don't get it. So I, I do see, we you know, you take the points, you go up 13-7, even if they score, it's a one-point game. That being said, it was very deflating being down 14 to 10 at the half after pretty much dominating the first half. I'm, uh, I've just, I guess I'll always be the guy that says, make damn sure 
that you get your points early. I'm not big into chasing points. I'm not big into a lot of the stuff because when you look at some of this stuff that goes on with, especially these new analytics, the going for two thing is stupid. You're down 14 and he's not the only one that does it, but it's stupid. You're down 14. You score a touchdown. You're now down eight. Now you go and you go for two. And the argument is always, well, Alex, show that if you get it, it gives you a better chance of winning the game. Yeah, I mean, if you get it. And every time I see a team go for it, they never get the first one. And it makes me kind of laugh, too, with these analytic guys because I do love the different perspective. But at the same time, I, I see these two guys every week. They've never played football before. They don't have – there's feel to the game, too. I understand everything that comes down to percentages, but there's a time and a place for everything that doesn't get accounted for. It's all statistics. So I go back and forth on this analytic movement. Yeah, I just don't understand the damn thing. I just – there's some analytics that I, I'll buy into – but in the analytics probably told him to go for it on fourth yes. down because he seems like he's an analytical guy. And my thing is, man, they've been playing this game a long time. And since the day I started watching football in the early 1980s, you always heard, especially in a playoff scenario, if you're in a playoff game, get the points early because you don't know how this game's going to unfold you don't know if it's going to become a defensive struggle, right? You don't know if how there's a million things, but you get those points that are when you, when you can get your easy points, get your easy points because some hard points are going to be trying to be attempted down the road. And you might need to, you get that field goal, right? You kick the ball off. There's nothing saying they don't, they don't fumble the damn kickoff. And so now you're getting a twofer. There's a lot of things that go on. You get those points. You put more pressure. Who knows if they even score on the next drive because you put a lot of pressure on them. Because what happened with Buffalo was they scored a touchdown at the end of that half. But honestly, they were just trying to get in field goal range when that drive began to let's hope, well, first of all, let's get out of our own hole, but then if we can get into field goal range, we can have this game tied at the half, right? Yeah, they got two, you know, huge plays. Um, magical, huge play. Josh Allen working with his feet and making throws. Um, I forget number 19's name off the top of my head, but he made a couple of those big catches. So a sad point to the year. Um, uh, last thing I'll say is we're third in cap space going into next season with $75 million on the plate with great young talent. I do hope we bring back Rivers for one more, but if we don't, um, we'll look at other options. Like I've been hearing Matthew Stafford, Carson Wentz, Matt Ryan, names like that. So we'll see what happens moving forward. And then, uh, you know, your Titans too. I, I, I need to ask it because I saw they were up 10-0. Everything seemed to be going good. Lamar was getting stopped. And then that's when I started watching. Sorry if I was the jinx, but uh, it looked great early. I, what, what was the difference, you think, from that 10-0 start to the run by Baltimore? Okay, so other dumb dumb moves, coaching moves. Here's the thing. We know our defense was not very good this year. So scoring and putting pressure on them was – hate to, to overshoot it, but scoring and putting pressure on Lamar Jackson, making him become a throwing quarterback and not do whatever he wants quarterback, 
is becomes critical. When they were down 17-13, and realize they had already done this one time before, but when they were down 17-13 to and the ball is on the 40-yard line of Baltimore and there's two yards to get and they punt, which made no sense whatsoever. And the only reason why they think they felt good about that was because earlier it was fourth and two. Now this time it was on the on Tennessee side of the 50. They punted and they got a quick three and out. But watching that game, you cannot bank on that because Tennessee was not consistently shutting down Baltimore and stopping them from scoring. So the moment they punted that ball, I was like, oh, God, here we go. And they're lucky Baltimore didn't score a touchdown on that drive. The uh, What I thought was a was kind of a ticky-tack uh, offensive pass interference that, that forced Baltimore to end up kicking the field goal to go up 20-13. to 13. It could have easily been 24-13 because it was a good play. It was just a poor execution by Willie Sneed. If he just would have squared his shoulders and kind of stuck out his, his hips, he doesn't get called for it. But because he kind of leaned in like that, he gets called for it. Uh, but all in all, they weren't stopping them. They were getting killed on the, on the line, and Tennessee abandoned the running game again. They did not use him in big spots. And my point is this, on fourth and two, on their side of the 40, You've got Derrick Henry, or at least the threat of Derrick Henry. If you have him, what? why do you have him if you're not going to use him in that situation? Either hand the ball to him, or, you, or you're going to have, you're probably going to have, which they've done this several times, you're probably going to have a wide-open bootleg by Tannehill. Oh, and it's interesting you say that because whenever the Colts play the Titans, the thing that absolutely kills us most is Derrick Henry gets going a little bit, and then you think they're just going to keep motor, and boom, there comes the play action, you know, bootleg or the play action deep throw where you evolve AJ Brown, and it just amazes me. The playoff format for the Titans was simple last year: feed Henry, feed Henry, feed Henry, play action bootleg. This year, I, I, I just think they got a little too cute after being up 10-0. And when you have Derrick Henry, I can't believe you would do that. But sometimes coaches get caught up in the moment. Mine gets caught up in analytics. Uh, the OC obviously got caught up in not running the ball as much, and uh, crap happens. But, you know, we'll be back next year. That's why I laugh when I see people say that Arthur Smith is the front runner for a couple of head coaching jobs. I was like, man. He made some really poor choices, and he wasn't even running the team. You, you good luck with that, buddy. If you want to, yeah. <laughs> I'm not going to lose any sleep if Arthur Smith uh, leaves. It means we get to interview someone who might be a little more innovative and also a little more structured in the fact that what's working keep going to that well. I don't know if hell maybe he was trying to impress people and put that on his resume. Look what I can do with you know. I, it, it, they abandoned the running game for all intents and purposes in the second half. They gave it to Henry, I believe, uh, 10 to 12 times in the first half. They gave him, gave him the ball around six or seven in the second half. And you could see Henry getting frustrated. But anyways, we'll move on because we're going to run out of time here. Uh, give Cleveland any chance of beating KC this weekend? 
you know, I they did start out explosive last week, but I think there was a little more in Pittsburgh, some of it, than Cleveland. I would say chances are slim. I just think Patrick Mahomes is too good at the end of the day, and they have a decent amount of fans there ready to go. So I, I just think Patrick Mahomes will be too much at, with that offense at the day's end for Cleveland. <clears throat> Baltimore, Buffalo. You give the Ravens a shot? So, I mean, I do have Ravens winning the Super Bowl from our picks last week, and um, I know, you know, after what we saw with the Colts blueprint of trying to just, Josh Allen is going to get his drives, but if you could, you know, limit the opportunities and try to get off the field fast, I think they have the perfect quarterback in Lamar Jackson to have longer possessions. So I think it's going to be a dogfight of a matchup uh, at that, and I do give them a fight, uh, puncher's chance. I was a little unimpressed by the Bills' running game, and I think in the playoffs you still need to be able to run the ball as well, and their rush defense isn't that great. So I give Baltimore a pretty good shot to win this ball game. actually. I think Buffalo is going to get out early. I think they're going to put the foot on the gas pedal, and – Baltimore Baltimore is going to be exposed once again to the fact that if they don't have the lead and they can't turn turn it out, they're going to be in trouble. And if they get into any kind of a shootout with with Buffalo, it's a wrap because you cannot have ball. I'll put it to you this way: if we see thirty pass attempts by. Lamar Jackson, I think they lose. Oh, and I agree with you on that. To me, it's very, uh, even though Indianapolis got the lead early, um, they didn't, you know, that's what they're missing is that, you know, player on offense just really put the nail in the coffin. I think Lamar Jackson could be that guy if they get the lead, but like you said, if Buffalo gets out and they're scoring a touchdown their first possession, it could be an ugly, long throwing game for Lamar on the offense. Rams Green Bay. I do give the Rams a chance of upsetting. Oh, man. I'm gonna I'm gonna play devil's advocate on this one and say no shot just because I know they have a good defense and the quarterback play stepped up, but you know, going into Green Bay where I do think they have a much more complete team than Seattle did, um, especially with offensive pieces around Rodgers, uh, and they have a good uh rushing defense, uh pass rusher rise. I think it's going to be tough sledding for the Rams. I love what they've done this year. I give them a lot of credit. I just don't think at the end of the day they can go into Green Bay, Green Bay and prevail. And then the game of the weekend, the Bucks at the Saints, I smell an upset. Well, and here's the thing, too. The Saints have beat the Buccaneers six times in a row under Bruce Arians. So you want to talk about usually say hard to beat a team three times. Try beating Bruce Arians in for a seventh time. Uh, I know it's not it's not all him. You got Tom Brady. You got the weapons, but this will be a war. Uh, we all know Breeze is probably on his last journey through the playoffs. Brady has one or two left. It's going to be a classic matchup in that late time slot on Sunday, and I'm looking forward to a down to the finish three point ball game where we just have an absolute war because these teams do not like each other, and I expect a lot of fun blood uh, given on both sides. What's your score in the Saints, Bucks? Uh, you know, I mean, I'm I'm gonna keep, I want to keep my bracket strong, so I'm gonna go Tampa Bay twenty-seven, New Orleans twenty-four, in a absolute thriller. That's funny. That was the exact number that I had. So I'll <laughs> I'll change it a little bit. I'll say 
that maybe they they get a have a hard time getting the offenses going. I'll go ahead and say 2017, but I've got I got Tampa Bay by a field goal. I just feel like I feel like it's weird that I'm going to say this, but the Bucks are kind of going under the radar and they're going to get this W and then they if they go to Green Bay the following week, they're going to get exposed. They're oh, and I, that could easily, I mean. But if the Rams pull off the upset and have to go to Tampa, we're talking a totally different game at, at that point. Um, a totally different situation. But if, if Tampa has to go to Green Bay, I think it's going to be a long afternoon for Tampa. So Tampa fans, the number one thing they need to be is they need to become really big Rams fans comes, come Saturday afternoon. Oh, no doubt, because that's the difference between playing, you know, a game in your own stadium versus venturing out into a cold Green Bay. So I completely agree there. Uh, real quick on the whole uh, Harden going to the Nets. They're screaming, and I thought I was, I was shocked. New York City is not happy about this right now. I thought they would all be elated this morning, the temperature there. They they don't like Harden and they don't they're already pissed off at uh Kyrie Irving. So adding them together, they're 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 expecting impending doom. What say you? Um uh, I don't even like any of these. I mean Kevin Durant I actually have respect for. He's trying to start a team, he's trying to win a championship on his own for after going to the Warriors and being part of it, but Kyrie's always missing. They still have no idea when he's coming back after his stupid comments a week ago on not having a coach and not knowing what he's doing. Then James Harden is out of shape. Will he get back in it? Probably because he's now motivated, but they get low key. They gave up, you know, Jarrett Allen. It was a great young, big guy for them. Who's going to do good things in Cleveland. And Karis Levert was one of the best young guards in the league. He just never had enough chance with a full roster. So yeah, they got James Harden, but at the end of the day, I think it's going to be, it, it's not going to be easy. They're going to have to rely on an old Deandre Jordan to get all the rebounds and, you know, talent can prevail in the NBA as it usually does, but you still have to be cohesive and you still have to get big wins. That's the biggest question I have is a guy who's never been a big vocal leader in Kevin Durant. I think he's going to have to take him by the reins. He's going to have to like kind of, it's, he's almost going to have to like kind of bang, bang their two coconuts together and tell freaking Kyrie and uh, James Harden, to you know, let's get it together. Let's prove the world wrong. The world, the world right now is expecting an implosion. But Kyrie is—he's such a wild card. The talent is there. We all know that. But he just—you don't know what you're going to get out of him. You, we don't even know if he's even going to come back and play. I do think he will because he's definitely a front runner type. So now that this trade has happened, I do believe he's going to come back. And I feel re-energized. Let's—he's—he's going to say all the all the right things. In January, but what's he going to be like in the middle of May when they hit a four-game losing streak and the New York City presses on them? And I thought it was odd that he wanted to go to play Brooklyn anyways because I was like, Kyrie is going to crack. If he couldn't handle Boston's newspaper and media pressure, how's he going to deal with New York City? People who don't live in New York City have never lived in New York City. They don't understand. They are on you 24-7 because there's too many of them. Right. Well, I mean, in Boston, he barely could handle the pressure that came there. And right. obviously going to New York is even much bigger than that. 
Exactly. That's what I just said as far as I was surprised he went to New York. I thought he would be like, man, Boston's bad enough. Let's go somewhere else. He he would flourish somewhere. You know where he should have went? He should have went to like Milwaukee and and tried to ride the coattails of Giannis. Um, seems like their front office is a little too smart than to, than to sign him. He's such a – he's missed five games now, and there is no end in sight. He hasn't come out and said, I'll, I'll be there for the next game, right? And it, he had that dumb comment about saying they don't really have a coach, and then he's had – you know, they keep trying to say, well – is it because of, you know, social justice? Why don't you come out if you have actually, you know, if you're active in the community, don't want to play in the NBA, then stop taking the paychecks for the games you're not playing. I heard it on the NBA radio today, this morning. He is making $460,000 for these games he's missing. Right. $460,000. There is no excuse for that. Anybody misses her job in real life. You miss this long of an absence. You're probably getting let go and at the very minimum suspended. He's doing a, dis, uh, a disjustice, not only to the nets as but far I as i know he's getting paid he is getting paid yeah. that money and that's disgusting to me and as my last point on this rant because i could rant about him all day is he's doing a lot of injustice to young uh black athletes out there in my opinion who watch this guy and you know they everyone has their irving jerseys from back with the calves everyone has it and he's just you know he's showing a bad way to go about things in life and i think a lot of these nba players are starting to get a little too you know they get what they want all the time and it's just a shame with the adjusted math, it's actually 410 a game. Okay. But that's just Sorry. NBA radio. No, it's, it's not your fault. It's what you heard, heard on them. Not, I did the math the other day, and I, you you have to take into consideration it was an 82 and not the 72 schedule, all that okay. stuff. Yeah. Regardless, he, uh, he is now at about $2.5 million that he has missed, right? And, insane. But – He's getting paid, and that's the problem. That's why this video is very, very important because of this, they prove this video is uh, recent. The Nets can get out of paying him for cause, for show cause. And so I, that's what I'm rooting for because the guy doesn't deserve to sit there and get all that money for doing nothing. He doesn't. No one deserves to get paid that much per game, but it, it is what it is at this point. Uh, but... You should be if you're taking a game off, okay, but multiple games like this and you're not injured, you're it's it's wrong. There's another word, it's wrong. It just and it infuriates, and that's why so many people are so mad at him and they're so mad at the NBA. And it's just it's not a good look for the league when this is going on. It's time to uh turn back time and do our walk-offs here on the armchair quarterbacks. <laughs> All right, on this date in 1973, the greatest team of all time, the Miami Dolphins, the 72 Dolphins on this date in 1973, they win Super Bowl seven. They win 14 to seven as they complete an undefeated season. And what would have been such poetic justice, and I go say I bring this up all the time because as a kid I was a Dolphins fan. They were up 14 to nothing, kicking a field goal. They would have won that game 17 to nothing if it wasn't for the botch snap. And then it turned into 
if people haven't seen it, you can pull it up on NFL films. Is bebopping around the ball goes flipping around in the air because the the uh, kicker tried to throw the ball and it got picked and went back to the house. So that fourteen to seven, it sounds like it was a close game. It was not. Miami Miami's defense dominated. It, it was called the No Name Defense, and they they literally dominated that game. Uh, birthdays. We're just going to do one today. today. Byron Lefwich. He is 40 years old today. Of course, he's from Washington, D.C. Played for Marshall. Everyone remembers when he was carried down the field with the broken leg. It's one of the most iconic things in college football history. Always a big fan. Is I was like, that's tough. That's a man's man right there. Of course, he then became a Jacksonville Jaguar, so he's near and dear to everyone's hearts here and then bounced around the league. He is now Tampa Bay's OC. And I don't think he's that far away from becoming a head coach. I don't think he'll get it this year. But let the let the Bucks have a really good year next year. Byron Leftwich is going to get some offers. Young, innovative. I feel I feel like he's done a pretty good job with Brady. What is your uh, walk off for the day, sir? And not to mention, he can grow into that Tampa Bay role where he's an Arians older. But my walk-off is, you always play Cher to end it. My mom's a huge Cher fan, so shout out there. She, I told her about this. She tunes in and uh, for the last few minutes and loves the Cher song segment. So that's an awesome. Thank you for that, even though you did it forever now. And uh, my last thing is, shame on the NBA. They got all the credit for the NBA bubble they're doing a terrible job this year with protocols. And as we see, I'm just, I, I'm a big NBA guy and it's, I think they've done an absolutely miserable job. That is my walk off for today. My walk off for today is this is a good night to clean out your DVR. There's not a whole hell of a lot on TV to be honest. Sports wise, <laughs> no. they didn't put any national uh, hockey games on. I don't know why they didn't do that in, in night number two. There were a lot of good matchups. I'm a little surprised New York versus New York is not on, is not on uh, NBC sports, but uh, college basketball, the good games that were supposed to be played have all been, uh, well, they've been shut down because of COVID protocols and in the NBA, I don't know. I'm not that excited about the seven o'clock game heat Sixers. Uh, plus if I've got to see those heat uniforms, God, oh my, uh, did you go blind from seeing the court, those jerseys? Oh, jeez. Uh, I don't know what their you know, their road unis are like, but those home, they, they, I think they're on the road tonight. But Mike, and then you got to still to it looks like just just bubblegum sherbets melted all over the place. Oh, <laughs> Book terrible. it and ship it to Africa like they do the Super Bowl loser shirts and all that oh. terrible jerseys. Hang hang out with the wife and the girlfriend the next couple of nights. You know, get in here. See, baby, I I watch. You know, let her pick out a really bad movie. You know, you see, baby, I watch this with you. Cause come Saturday and Sunday, it's gonna be all about the NFL again, baby. All right, let's brother, go. We'll see you next week. Uh, shout out to your mom and a uh, great job. We'll uh, hopefully we'll get some really good matchups. Uh, what's the one team that's left in that you're kind of pulling for now, now that your Colts are out? It's it's got to be Tampa Bay for me. Uh, a little family bias history there, but just besides that, I want to see Bruce Arians and Tom Brady get over this New Orleans hump. Yeah, I'm definitely pulling for Tampa Bay. I mean, you know, we're down here in Florida, so it's it's uh, it's hard not to pull for them. Uh, my other team that I would I'm kind of just pulling for because I want to see some chaos. I wouldn't mind seeing the Rams upset uh, upset. And I, I've never been a Rams fan. I never liked the Rams. There's a lot of things they do that I don't like, but. I'd kind of like to see that chaos. Plus, if the Rams win on Saturday, that means that if the Bucks win, they're at home, and that's 
Huge. I really want to see Buffalo versus KC, so I, I hope there's no nothing upsetting that apple cart because that could be phenomenal next weekend. We'll see you next uh, Thursday, sir. Great job. Thank you, guys. Four, three, two, one. Happy. Goodbye, sweetheart. Well, it's time to go. We're back tomorrow with another show. Well, unless we're fired, we'll talk to you then. Goodbye, sweetheart. Goodbye. Goodbye. Guys and gals, it's time to go. We'll see you on the next show. Same back time, same back channel. Thanks for listening to Armchair Quarterback Radio, your first choice for sports talk here on the First Coast. Armchair Quarterback Radio comes your way every day. Find Armchair Quarterbacks Radio on Facebook today. And don't forget to tap that app. The Armchair Quarterbacks app is free to download, and you can take us anywhere you go. You can hear the whole show every day on Armchair Quarterbacks app. You haven't downloaded it yet? Your Armchair Quarterbacks app is the best app you can tap today. Google Android, Apple iPhone. That's right, download it, tap that app today. You can take the Armchair Quarterbacks app anywhere. Free to download, free to use, and important to have. Download it today. Tap that Armchair Quarterbacks app. The best in Southeast sports talk. Listen live or catch the replay. I kind of like that.